0: Hey everybody, my name is Ethan Boggs and I get to be the pastor of Vibrant Church in Columbus, Mississippi. Today, I'm sitting at the pastor's round table and we're talking about a lifestyle of surrender. Check it out.
1: When it comes to worship, y'all, I, I think uh, a common uh, misconception that I believe most of us could agree on is that uh, worship is sometimes just distilled down to just the singing and and mm-hmm. the And the music, you know, uh, tied around our gatherings at church services or concerts or, you know, uh, riding in your car and you're listening to worship music. Right. You know, most people like, yeah, like that's when I think about worshiping God, you know, I see it in that context, you know. But as I've grown uh, throughout the years and and love worship myself, you know, (laughs) singing and like, (laughs) you know, of course, I I do a lot of worship in that way, (laughs) you know, worshiping God uh, through music. But. One verse I came across uh many, many years ago, uh many, many years. <laughs> Just like <laughs> like over like 70. No. Back but, in the uh, 70s. Back, <laughs> but no, uh, a few years ago, uh, I came across this verse uh that really uh kind of wrapped, wrapped my heart and, and started broadening my perspective on worship. Uh and this Paul was really encouraging uh the Roman church in Romans twelve and one. He said, Look, and so dear brothers and sisters. I plead with you. He's like, look, I plead with you to give your bodies mm. to God uh, and let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. And he puts a bow and he says, this is truly how to worship God. And so in that in that verse, you don't hear anything about singing. You don't hear mm. anything about, you know, music. It's like, no, 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 no. Like our life, what you give to God in, right. in your surrender uh, is what worship truly is, and uh, and just kind of broadening that context that how we live our lives in response to all that God has done for us through sending his son Jesus, our response in worship with our life, I feel like it's so much bigger than just singing songs mm-hmm. uh, at church, which that, that is a big part of what we do and how we worship God, but I think it's so much broader. What what would you all say um, in response to some of those things and misconceptions you all may see in worship as well?
0: Mm. I think that to go off what you said, I think one of the bigger misconceptions of worship is to think it's for 22 minutes on a Sunday. Come on. And we think it's just because it's, we have a band, we have lights, we have a singer. We are now worshiping. Mm. And then when the preacher is preaching, we're now listening. Come on. And when we go to work, we're now driving. Mm. What you just said, we present our bodies, our whole being. As a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is our King James reasonable, reasonable service. Yeah. In other words, committing my everything. Sir, so I like the word surrender. I wrote that down because I, I think that's maybe helps people understand what worship really is. Mm. It is the most reasonable thing you can do. So the beginning of chapter twelve says, "Therefore," <laughs> which is a hinging word yep. from the, the previous statements. Mm. Made in chapter 11, 10, these chapters and verses, these divisions were not put in place till years later. Mm. Paul says, therefore, in light of everything I just said, well, Romans is God. He's showing us what God has done for us by grace. Okay, Mm -hmm. so he says, after everything God has done for you, therefore... the most reasonable thing you could do the least do. we could do. that's right the most yep. reasonable reaction come in on. response to what God has done is a lifestyle of giving up myself and surrendering and that's worship come on so the singing and the and the the expression of worship that we see maybe on Sunday that gets the definition of worship that is uh that's just an expression of worship. I'm just trying to work through yeah. this right now, but mm-hmm. that is just what worship can look like. Right. Well, worship also looks like mowing the yard, yep. come on. honoring your wife, come on, come on. honoring come on. your That's... husband, <clears throat> raising your kids in the way they should go. When I am prioritizing his principles over my own preferences, I'm worshiping. Come on. That's good. Right? That's good. So I'm just, I'm, I'm honoring God, mm-hmm. worshiping him. By my attitude being adjusted by him and his word, that's worship. When I open my Bible, what am I doing? I'm worshiping. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right? So I think, just like you said, and, that's, and we'll talk about corporate worship and individual worship, but that would be a big thing for me, helping people understand, including myself, that it's much more than when I'm sitting and hearing a sermon on a Sunday, I'm worshiping. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. Right? So yeah. does, yep. that, does that make sense? Yeah.
1: yeah that's yeah. what I think. And it's good. To, think, to, to think through that, you know, another verse that like, I love to, like, hang on to is Colossians 3, 23. It's one of my favorite. My
2: goodness, I just pulled that up. It's you like crazy of my, man of God. Will you go ahead and read it? Like, I, I want <laughs> right, hey, to steal your Hey, no, I'll read it, and then you go off of it, okay? Right. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. What I love in that verse,
1: it says, whatever you do. So just like you just said, Pastor Ethan, it's like, whatever you do, whether whether you're mowing the yard, whether you're going to school, whether you're playing sports, whether you're running a business, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. And we can, once we function in our lives with this posture, like, man, I have an opportunity to bring the Lord into every space of my life. Every single space, you know, in my relationships, like I said, wherever we go, whatever we're doing, mm-hmm. I love that verse. It says whatever. So it's whatever. all encompassing. Whatever we do can be worshiped if we do it with a posture in our heart towards the Lord. And I just, I've always tried to envision my life that way with how I love my wife. Like you said, Pastor, how I raise my kids, like how I interact with people, how I love people, like how I carry myself, how I live yeah. is yeah. Unto the Lord, it is my life of surrendered, worship. yes it is surrendered, so mm-hmm. reasonable,
0: yep, mm-hmm. and it may look unreasonable to others, mm. but the more you learn about God and the more you learn about His word and the more you learn about grace and the more you learn about his love, and the more you learn about the finished work, the more you just start. Hearing and getting a greater grasp of who God is. That's right. David said, "Magnify the Lord with me." You can't make God yeah, any bigger than He him. is. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. are you magnifying Him? He said, "No, no, no. I'm not magnifying. I can't make God any bigger than He is. But I can make God bigger in me. Come mm-hmm. on, That's right? As I magnify Him, He's getting bigger mm-hmm. in me. And as He gets bigger, I be the more the more reasonable response is that I become more surrendered. Yep. Right? Yep. So sometimes you can wonder how people live a very convenient Christianity, very little parts of their lives are surrendered to God, a lot of lip service. I may go to church on Sunday and that's about it. And then, you know, whatever I do, I do. Um, They only follow Jesus to the point that it doesn't violate their personal values. Uh, You sometimes can't help but think that God that you know and the God that I know may be the same by name but you have Mm -hmm. not magnified him greatly. Mm -hmm. Because if you magnify him, you won't be perfect. No one's ever perfect, but your life will be reasonably, and the conscious effort at times too, you will start to slowly. The Bible says the hills melt like wax in the presence of God. Things should be melting off of us the more we're in his presence, the more we're staring into his word and letting it decimate us, really. We can't help but be mesmerized at him and when that happens we begin to adjust our that's good our attitudes our proclivities our appetite mm-hmm. things begin to just change and adjust because it's just reasonable yeah mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but yeah. have we the question i guess i would have is are we meditating enough on him to really be
3: Messed up by him, mm-hmm. you know come what on, I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, anyway, I don't want to, yeah, <laughs> keep talking. I love this verse in Psalms, and I don't know the exact uh passage, but it's it says, Great in one translation says it like this Great is the Lord, and I will praise him greatly. Yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, because he is great, my yep. praise, my, my response nice should be great, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. Heard, he was average, you know, yeah, it average I can response. give God
0: an average yep. response. That's mm-hmm. a great thought, because I heard a guy say one time, and I've used it, that I can see how great your God is based on how great your praise is, mm-hmm. how great your worship is, how great your devotion to him is, because you're just revealing to us, your children, your spouse, how great God really is to you. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, and this is a thought, I'm just going to throw it out there, mm-hmm. maybe the reason people are not as fully surrendered, and maybe in our own lives, don't worship Him like we should or praise Him like we should, is because we have created God in our own image, and mm-hmm. He's that's average.
2: Come on, that's <laughs> yep. right. Yeah, so yeah. we've
0: created God yeah. to fit our qualities, our ideas. Right? God's a Republican God. God's a Democrat God. God's a Southerner. God's a Northerner. God's this race. God's that race. God, God, God is His ways are not our ways. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. So, like, it's hard to be impressed with the God that we've created half the time. Mm -hmm. Like, if I could interview the God that you've created in your head, I probably wouldn't worship him much either. Mm -hmm. But have you been informed by his word who God is? Mm -hmm. Or have you been informed by your mama or Fox News or CNN? You've created God to fit a mold. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing this forever. Remember the folks came to Jesus and they said... Uh, we here again to eat. <laughs> and Jesus <laughs> said, because the day prior, he fed them all, you know. Yep, they yep. weren't there to see, they weren't there to follow Jesus and his teachings. They were not there to be changed by him. They were there to be physically fed by him. They right. wanted their personal welfare taken care of. That's why they came. And Jesus said, unless you can eat my flesh, drink my blood. And they were like, wait, what? I mm-hmm. thought we were joining this kind of church. And Jesus said, actually, you're joining the kind of church where you get got to deny your flesh, or excuse me, Deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow me. They were like, this isn't the Jesus we want. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, John 6, 66, crazy verse and chapter number, (laughs) 666. It says that many of them turned away and followed him no more. Mm. Why could you not follow him? Because you like the part of God that appeased your preference. Mm. So it's easy to worship that God. But when the God looks at you and says, forgive your ex, Mm -hmm. raise your kids in the house of God, watch your tone, Forgive her. Get your life together. Repent. Hmm. You want to talk about? That's a God that is easy. That's not as easy to follow, right? right? Hmm. So I'm getting off topic a little bit, but I I think sometimes it's easy for us to have mediocre surrender, mediocre worship, because we have created the God we have is mediocre, mediocre. Right. I'm not saying that he is. Right. I'm saying that who we've defined him to mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. is a very unimpressive God. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and that's where that's where we have mm-hmm. to remember and get back to the biblical principle that we bring a sacrifice of praise. So, what does that mean? It's not, we're not just talking about worship when it's hard. That there's t- there's times that we see even in you know before pre Jesus in the Bible, that people would give a sacrifice. They would give something up. And it would be a pleasant aroma to God. It would, be, it would be something that was like, I'm giving something in order for God to receive. There's, there's a component to praise that's not always easy. I don't know about you guys. There's times where it's tough. There's times where praising is tough. There's, but you have to remind yourself, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's with your family, how you conduct your life, how you serve others, God, this is my sacrifice of praise. This is, my, this is something I'm giving to you because you deserve a sacrifice of praise. This is, this is something. It's, I have to give up something. There, there's this trade-off. I, I have to surrender something in order for God to do what he can only he can do in my life. And that's where the sacrifice of praise comes in. So when you were talking about this, those different things we walk through, it comes down to like a sacrifice of praise. What does your sacrifice look like?
4: Yeah, and I'll even say, I was just thinking about this just everybody's just kind of been around this a little bit but when it it comes to worship when it comes from that place of sacrifice when you look at the old testament and you look at the high priest in order to get to that holy place that place of worship there were requirements for him sure that were not on everybody everybody didn't just walk into the presence everybody didn't just walk in there were there were things that he had to come out and be separate about to get to a place of worship. I'm not saying that I'm not trying to just overly spiritualize this and say that people can't worship, but I do know these two things happen when you worship God. The Bible says he draws near to us. Mm -hmm. So he is there when God draws near to you, those things that you've struggled with, those things that you, that you deal with, they have to die there. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to let those things go so that you can worship freely so that you can worship. And it kind of goes to that, that a lot of times we get focused on what we worship and not who we worship. Mm-hmm. We worship a lot of things in our life. There are a lot of things that we put before God in that place of worship. And whenever you you change that and you put worship in the right place where it should be, then that's when you see change in your life. Mm. I was thinking about uh, this probably for people who grew up in church. This is such a, a common story, but... Maybe if you never heard this, it's, it's still something to think about. In Daniel chapter 3, King Nebuchadnezzar created an image for people to worship, mm-hmm. to worship, to mm-hmm. go after. And there were a few people who chose, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego chose to say, you know, we're not going to worship that. We're going to mm-hmm. worship God. And it goes back to what I was saying just a minute ago. I think a lot of times we do worship our worship goes to the wrong thing, and our worship should go to God, the creator mm-hmm. of the universe, the, the breath that comes into our, our lungs that we mm-hmm. take in that provides us with that, with that life-giving ability each and every day. We do not exist without Him.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: We do not exist. So if you if you're ever in that place and you say, My life is so bad, I don't know how to worship. I don't know why I should even worship. That's such a great place to start is that God, everything I have, yeah. everything I am, this breath that I breathe is not possible without you. And I just thank you and I praise you because of who you are. And when you, when you do that, when, when you start getting to that place, to me, you start realizing how small your problems are. You start realizing how le- less we have to do with things. And then it becomes easy to worship. Because you realize this this is God. This is a a, a powerful thing. I I was thinking about this, Pastor Tyson, with with you leading worship. Um, You know, the way we do worship now in the method may be different than how we did it 100 years ago. Hmm. But what we're saying and what we're doing is the same. Hmm. And so what's it like for you when you are leading worship and you are... (laughs) in a corporate setting somewhere and you see those people in the crowd who maybe you've never seen worship before. And all of a sudden they figured it out and they, they see what it's like to worship. What, what is that moment like?
1: Well, to be honest, you know, I've said it before. I said it to our team before. Like I, 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 personally live for those moments. Cause I, what I know is that worship true worship is, is not a show. It's not a performance. So when you can look out corporately and you, in, in the, you hear people singing together. You see the hands being raised like, man, like we're in this together. Like people yep. are are engaging and in, in understanding like why we're doing what we're doing. So it's not like I'm just singing to people, like getting a chance to worship with people and see them like engage in that way. It, it's so encor- encouraging. Good. You know, it's so encouraging to, to look out and see like, man, you know, uh, that man raised his hand for the first time, like it, mm-hmm. during the service, like God is doing something. Like, God is having his way. God is ministering to his people uh, while we're all worshiping together. So, for me personally, man, I I genuinely live for those moments. You know, I oftentimes love it, like, when the music kind of comes down and you can just hear the room take a song and we're all singing together. Every single time that happens, like, it just does something to my heart because I'm like, okay, like, this is what it's about. Yep. You know, it's not about us just watching and say, "Oh man, this is great. The lights are great. The, you know, the, the band is great. You know, they're singing great." Yep, yep. But man, when we're all like in this thing together, right, lifting our hands and, and and really surrendering to the Lord in those moments, yep, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Don't you think that helps?
4: Thing. That helps people carry into the week. Man, come on, for sure. You know what I mean? Because we talked about that. It's not just this twenty-two or 23, 25 minutes, but maybe that creates an opportunity. For people to carry that through the week. I mean, I would think so. Yeah. I would yeah. think that makes a difference in people's life. For sure.
2: What would you say, Pastor Tyson, for somebody that maybe they don't know where to start in their worship? Hmm. Because some people maybe they aren't comfortable raising their hands. Yeah. Maybe they look over and they see someone a yep. tear running down their cheek. Like, what is that about? They maybe they 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 want to understand the presence of God but they're kind of having a hard time. Maybe their intellect. I know very intellectual people that sometimes you can overthink. And in those moments, you're just like, there's no way that's real. Yeah. What would you say to those those people that just, you know, would be like, hey, I just have some questions. Yeah. You
1: know, uh, it's kind of funny you ask that because I've, I've had those questions before. And, and what I've learned throughout the years is like uh, many times when people – how we feel that way. It's like, man, well, I just, I'm not wired that way. I really, I'm not sure if I can engage in that way. But I'm telling you, like we, we were all created to worship, whether we admit it or not, like right. you know, yeah. go to a, in different your fa- expressions. Yeah. Of go that, you go to your, go to your favorite, you know, professional game, or you watching, <laughs> watching just, just you watching the game yeah. on the TV, oh, your favorite team, right? <laughs> we yeah. worship. And it's like, you know, you just kind of sitting there, like, you know, if they, if they score a touchdown, they hit that home runs, like, what are we just like? Aah! It's like <laughs> mm-hmm. those emotions start boiling up, and you like, because yep. you are invested in like whatever that is that, that you deem important. And right. so when it comes to the Lord, and it's like, man, and just considering the magnitude of of what the, like Roman Sway won, like all that he's done. You know, even yes, yesterday, I was just kind of listening through, uh, and I actually know it was this morning, just listening through Matthew. And then when it was getting to the point where Jesus was going before everybody, he was getting spit on and, and mocked. And like, you just, just like consider all that Jesus has went through mm-hmm. for us, you know, as in, in, in his love. So when it comes to like our expression and our worship and our response to that, it's like, man, how, you know, I, I have to, like, lift my hands. You know, mm-hmm. I have to say, Lord, I, I'm so grateful because I didn't deserve this type of love. You know, um, and so, like you said, they, like, we, we all worship anything by default, whether it's whether it's sports, whether it's our cars, whether That's it's right. our homes, you know, whether oh. it's our status, whatever <laughs> it is. Like, we're worshiping something. And so, when we consider uh, the the weight and the truth of what God has done, you know, and just try to lean more into that and put a more precedence on, man, like, this, this really is important, you know. Um, That's good. And so let me just try to lean in, Lord, help me see, you know, help me, you know, tear down this wall of like, man, I don't, you know, I can't understand this. Like, Lord, teach me, help me Mm -hmm. um, because I want to do it your way. You know, think about Jesus, like, you know, not my will Lord, but your will be done. So in times where we're fighting for our own perspective or we may be fighting sometimes for our own will or what we think we understand, It's like, Lord, no, like, teach me, show me, uh, Reveal something new to me, um, so that I can grow in in my lifestyle of worship towards you. That's so,
2: it's it. good.
4: I, th- I thought about this uh, when you, you're just talking about different people worshiping different ways. Thinking about how it is hard sometimes to worship from a challenge.
3: Hmm. Hard
4: sometimes to worship from a trial. It's hard sometimes to to muster up something to because you know it's easy sometimes to say, well, just. I just said this just a minute ago. It's, it's just think about who God is. But sometimes you're in a you're in a crisis. Come on. Sometimes you're in a trial. And I, I just thought about this Habakkuk chapter three, verse seventeen says even if the fig tree fails, mm-hmm. and does not blossom, or there be no fruit on the vines, or the produce of the olive fails, and the yield and the fields yield no food, and the flock be cut off from the fold. And there be no herd in the stalls. That's a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, that's a that's <laughs> a bad day. That's a bad day. It ain't good. When you, I mean, literally, there's I got no, no herd in the there's stalls. There's no food. There's no herd. There's no they produce. There's nothing. The thing that we that we know that we, it's just all bad. Verse eighteen says, "Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Mm. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Mm. God, the Lord, is my strength." He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. When you think about that, yes, there are. Look, I'll even. I'm telling you this. Sometimes people look at uh, the staff of a church, or they look at a a pastor, or they look at at. uh, I'll even say Pastor Ethan and say, "Man, it must be nice for none of them to have to struggle. (laughs) We all struggle." We all have moments of difficulty and moments of uncertainty and moments where if I can just be honest, you don't feel like walking in the room and worshiping. It can be, Mm -hmm. it can be tough and it can be, all of these things can be falling apart, but regardless of what things look like to me, I'm serving a God that sees so far beyond that. Mm -hmm. He's my salvation. He's my joy. He's my strength. He's all of these things And so I would just tell you today that even if you're in a crisis, (laughs) do not give up. Do not Mm. run from that because there's a God who can keep you.
3: Yeah, and I think that the original example in Scripture is uh, the first time that we see the word worship is in Genesis 22. Mm. So when (laughs) Abraham and Isaac, Abraham waited 100 years for this promised seed, and he has Isaac, and God says take your son and go sacrifice <laughs> him, right? We talked about that in Romans 12. The sacrifice, we hear that word. Uh, Pastor Josiah mentioned this earlier. It's tough. You're talking about that, this uh, trial, you know, worshiping, yep. living with the right perspective and the right energy through a trial. Uh, so he says it in verse five. He says, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. So, you see this word right here, worship. This is a sacrifice. This is costly. Second Samuel 24 24, David is going to receive a field from the king because, or from uh, this very wealthy man. Yep. And David says, I cannot receive this from you because I'm going to build an altar here. I will not price. offer to the Lord that which costs me nothing, mm-hmm. right? It has to mean something to me. I've got mm-hmm. to bring in something that, that hurts, something that's painful, you know. Yep. And that's the beauty of worship. I think that's true worship right yep. there. Yeah. I don't, you know, worshiping through a trial. One well, helper
2: found that the temple of the Lord was built Yeah. on that property. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is where <laughs> yeah. the presence
3: of God is going to rest. He didn't that want to receive floor, it for free. Right? He didn't want to receive it for free. That's right. He wanted it to cost him something.
2: Mm.
0: So, for those of you that are listening or viewing, um, we've kind of weaved in and out of corporate and individual worship so just try to aid you through this pastor josiah's question was talking about worship corporately mm-hmm. right we've talked back and forth about worshiping privately yep. in yeah. hard moments and difficulty mm-hmm. yep. and expression of worship is different mm-hmm. I would, i'm trying to broaden this for you that are listening like okay i'm a little lost here are we doing that we was raising hands it's mm-hmm. all of it together yep. it's I would say it's the attitude.
2: It's the posture of your heart. It
0: is there. You go. Let's do that. Posture of your heart that you you're leaning toward God. He has your attention. That's right. Services, you know, are going to be when we're raising hands at times, clapping, mm-hmm. cheering. It's yep. coming together. Those are biblical precedents, and in the in, and I won't go through all of them. But in in the Hebrew, there are seven different words for praise, mm. and that word praise has different expressions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one is like clapping. One is shouting. One is, um, on bended knee. There's different mm-hmm. one is twirling. A, a hilarious, a hallel is a hilarious praise. It's, it, it's expressive. <laughs> um, so a lot of times people want to praise how they are. Let's go to mm-hmm. corporate for a minute. A lot of people want to worship how they're wired. Mm-hmm. I'm not a loud person. I, I understand all that. My wife's a quieter person. Um, However, I believe that worship is God's love language, and he has designed ways that he wants to be worshiped. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yep. So clapping may not be comfortable for you, but it means everything to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. He says, uh, so he talks about shouting unto God with a voice of triumph. That may be a little bit uncomfortable for you, but a cheer in the house of God mm-hmm. means everything to him. Yeah. Right. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. So that's why sometimes you can go to a church service and have a really good worship experience. Music mm. is good. The worship is, seems genuine, but you don't feel faith in the room because I think sometimes people are <laughs> worshiping the way they like to worship <laughs> with a coffee cup in one hand. I'm not hating on anybody. Mm. I, I'm, everybody's figuring this out, yeah. but it's, an, it's a spectator sport. They're watching to get to the sermon, to then go Cracker Barrel with their mama after church. I want to I push you a little bit today that if you attend a church on a weekend, a weekly basis, I want to encourage you to, to push yourself to worship God in his love language. The book Gary Chapman wrote years mm-hmm. ago yeah. that our spouses have love languages that we need to learn to communicate to get mm-hmm. the best out of them. Mm-hmm. The problem is we communicate our love language <laughs> That they don't, it's a total miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come so on. that's come the on. problem. We go to church, so good. we speak in our love language, and God's like, I have a love language. And if you could ever worship me the good. way I've designed you to worship biblically, mm-hmm. I can't help but that's come good. there. Come, come on. on. So good. He says, I'll inhabit those praises. David messed up like crazy, but God's favor was all over him. Why? Yep. He was a worshiper. Come God on. God just moves toward worship because I've used the illustration before that when you pull in groceries and your wife will look at your arm and be like, Baby looking strong today. <laughs> I'm gonna go out and pick up the entire car and carry it in the house because we're made in the image of God. We're attracted mm. to appreciation. That's we're attracted good. to affirmation. We're attracted we're in God's eyes to worship. And God will move into a situation if you can just worship in that situation. If you can just, so, so we're going back and forth, but I want to use this story real quickly. I have a hundred things going through my head right now, but uh, (laughs) um, let me show you this. Mark chapter 5. This is in the King James because I like the way it's worded. They came over to the other side, the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, talking about Jesus, immediately met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Verse 3 Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. So we got a guy that lives in the graveyard. That cannot be chained or controlled by human mechanisms, by human ability. Nobody can control this possessed man. Verse 4, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains. Meaning fetters were for the feet, chains were for the hands. Hmm. And the chains had been plucked asunder by him. Meaning he just keeps breaking these things. (laughs) And the fetters broken into pieces, neither could any man tame him. So... This man was wild and out of control, crazy, and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. This, listen, do you get the image of this guy? <laughs> yeah. He has been un- yep. out of control. He's away from humanity. He's in a garden or he's in a uh uh, uh what you, a graveyard. Mm-hmm. He's this jacked up, breaking chains, dirty, out of his mind. Watch this. Verse number six. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. People believe that that wasn't the demons worshiping. Now mm. I've read this, yeah, and it's kind of split. But let me just let me just explain it like this. Even Satan couldn't keep this man from worshiping.
4: Yep.
0: Mm. What do you to think about the, Very good. the Bible says he had legion? which I believe was like 6,000 6, demons, right? Mm-hmm. The man has 6,000 demons, and they couldn't overpower his worship, meaning that if all it is is a faint spirit of gratitude toward God, that that no devil in hell can stop that, can hinder that. <laughs> that You can get God's attention. That's good. And, and I heard a guy say that if I can't clap my hands, I would wave them. Mm-hmm. If I couldn't wave them, I would stomp my feet. If I couldn't stomp my feet, I would do anything I could. If I couldn't move my body, if all I could do was just blink my eyes, I'm going to, through mm. expressive worship, let him know that uh, yep. even if I am in a place of torment. Mm. Okay, so here, here's what I think what's important. It doesn't matter what's happened this week. You can still worship.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. ain't nobody I'm talking to today have six thousand <laughs> demons in them. Yep. I mean, you may. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me not talk too sure about that. But but for real, like think about. He is isolated. He's broken. He's lost everything, and there he is worshiping God. So I don't know what Sunday to Sunday looks like. Sometimes people will feel bad. I can't raise my hands. I can't. I can't get up in the morning and just tell him thank you. Can't put my hand on my heart, or I feel guilty when a tear runs down because I I've messed up and I fail. Worship isn't for perfect people. Come on, right. clearly. Yes. Our right. chapter five is giving us that's biblical precedent that, that's right. that imperfect people worship. In fact, everybody who worships is imperfect. That's why they worship. <laughs> if I was perfect, I wouldn't need to worship. That's exactly right. I would worship me. <laughs> but because I'm imperfect and He is a perfect God, that's who I'm going to worship. Right. Yeah. So worship is not predicated upon perfection or feeling good or being. Uh, a perfect individual worship is simply predicated upon god is good god is faithful god's the perfect individual (laughs) we're worshiping here. so yep i think sometimes when people talk about worship it's intimidating it's scary when they think about surrendering their life it's it's scary but i think it's important for us to understand put it on the bottom shelf leaning into god turn your attention toward him it's not about you Mm. i think that's important It's not about you. I've said that before to the church, right? Something like that, that worship is the part of the service that people will skip sometimes and check out. But it's the part of service that ain't about us. Mm. It just goes to show our attitude. If it's about us, we're just going to wait to hear something encouraging. And can someone pray for me? I'm all about, we're going to do all that. We're going to serve you. But worship... I'm sorry to hurt anybody's feelings ain't about you. That's right. Mm -hmm. I've heard a hundred people quit churches and say, I just didn't like to worship. Well, (laughs) (laughs) you even understand that thought, (laughs) how inconsistent that theory really is that you can quit a church. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I can understand maybe some general, I'm really being general right now, but when was worship to be checked by you? If it was approval for you to like that church, Now, Don't get me wrong, I want good worship, good music, good sound, all that. Right. But when someone says, I didn't like to worship, it's almost like, wow, what, what are we putting you on the cross next? Was <laughs> yeah. this about you? Was yep. this about mm-hmm. your preferences? In fact, why don't you pick out the scriptures you don't like as well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell me that? Yeah. What, what, what else about God disturbs you so much? Mm-hmm. That it's, he's in, why is this inconveniencing you? Did you think this song was for you, baby? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you've talked, there's been songs that we won't do here because I think it talks about people too much. Yep. 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 Talks about mm-hmm. their feelings too much. Yep. Talks mm-hmm. about how broken they are too much. How about we talk about how good God is? Right. Right. You start on. magnifying God, the brokenness in people will subside.
1: Yeah,
0: if God gets so big, you can't help but feel so small. Mm-hmm. And so when all we do is talk about... I'm a broken person. I'm a this and look at me and well, who are we talking about? (laughs) here? Who are we talking? Mm -hmm. And how many times have I told you, like, I don't like this song. We're talking about us too much, Mm -hmm. right? So I want to talk about God. When I come to church, I want to know I've been to church. Mm -hmm. This is not a psychological, uh, (laughs) therapeutic, you're a good little boy and you've just been misunderstood and and everybody else is wrong and I'm going to give you a little green apple and a prayer today and may the Lord bless you and keep you and I hope you just stay Stay strong Man. till next week. When we come to the house of God, we are even honored to stand in the presence of the King. Right? Okay. Like, mm. so, so lean into this moment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what we, me, and you are honored. I don't want to mm. overemphasize and make anybody feel guilty, but, but we should be grateful yeah that the king is in the house yes, yes. We, we we should be we would stand and applaud for presidents and kings and princes and queens when they come in but yet God could come in the room and 30 percent of the room not even have a clue he's there right so so there's an element to me that that God doesn't hear me God doesn't is not required to answer your prayers God's not That's your right. pimp
4: yep yep
0: good boy. Right, God's not required to hear your prayers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about that. God is not; He is God. Mm-hmm. Hey, who have we created Him to be? To be our daddy when things are so hard and lick our. He don't have to do any of it. Mm-hmm. He don't mm-hmm. have to do any of. That's what makes it so powerful. Is His sovereignty says. I love you. I chose you before you chose me. And I'm coming to, or when I step in the room, something's going to happen. But what's happening, we're losing people to the idea that worship is about them, mm-hmm. yeah. time frames. Mm-hmm. God, and don't get me wrong, I don't like long church. I do, It better be good. God better be in the house <laughs> if we sit there for like a long church service, right? <laughs> like, you better be, what are we doing right now? Because <laughs> most long church services are just long winded preachers, long winded worship people. We can get a whole lot of this done in mm-hmm. a really convenient time uh, and not be, we're not being disrespectful to God. We're just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not. I just, are you you picking up what I'm putting down? Don't make me explain this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying though? I think I I, I just can catch myself being like, you know, even for me, even for me, worship isn't about, isn't about me. Mm -hmm.
2: That's right. This
0: song is not about what, and I remember I'll talk to people and say, you know, I just don't feel anything in worship. Just pause that sentence right there. Mm -hmm. And I get that because there Mm. are times that we sense the love of God. There are times we sense the faith of God in the room. There's times a tear may run and you just feel God wrapping his arms around you. I'm telling you, those are amazing moments. But can I tell you, mm-hmm. a lot of my worship, I don't feel anything.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Do I have to?
3: Right.
2: No.
0: I don't no. think I have to Come on. because worship ain't about me. That's right. If I'm doing this to feel something, worship's about me again. Wow, come on. Mm-hmm. It's about That's me it. again. Yeah. That's good. It's about me again. It's, it's, I've just I'm singing about him, but my heart's far from him. It's mm. <laughs> so good. I think I could I, I just sing, Daddy God, I hurt his feelings enough or get his attention enough to love me on me today. Mm. And it's like, no, no, no. You don't have to, you don't have to do another thing for me. You've done mm. enough. Mm. And I'll sing how great thou art. Mm-hmm. And I'll sing all these. And I'll tell you, this is about you. Mm-hmm. I think God can sense authenticity. Yes. He can sense that genuine. Mm-hmm. He can sense that prayer. It's he can sense that heart. Mm-hmm. When he senses heart. That's why the Bible says when men look on the outward appearance. We're impressed. God says, I see the heart.
4: Mm.
0: I, I can move toward a heart. So we think they're not worshiping because they're sitting in a back row with a coffee cup. Let me go back to that group. But God knows their heart.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And they could be sitting there meditating on the things of God, when the rest of us have our hands raised in the air trying to impress the room. It's
2: good,
3: and our hearts are far from it. And our hearts are oh, far man. from it. Yeah. I'm playing
0: both sides. It's not either or. But I just want you to understand that that worship is much deeper. God is much bigger. <laughs> and, and and if we all can just surrender, and I'm working on me too. It's a lifestyle. It's a it's a it's a it's just a way we keep giving ourselves up to Him and uh it's a beautiful thing yes.